She stopped in front of the dead girl's mirror and took a moment to put it back on, silently telling him she would do just what she wanted, when she wanted to do it, and Detective Sergeant or not, he couldn't rush her. She smoothed her blonde hair with one hand, where the hatpin had pulled it loose of the fancy roll she'd done it up into. Then she removed the hatpin, placed the hat on her head, just so, and reattached it with the long pin. Memory stirred to life. Memories he hadn't allowed himself for years. How long since he'd been in a bedroom and watched a woman smooth her hair? How long since he'd been alone like this with a woman at all? He knew exactly. Three years and three months in another week. The night he'd sat at Kathleen's bedside and held her hand while the life's blood drained out of her. All because of a woman like Sarah Brandt. But just as he felt the old rage building, she turned to face him. Her expression couldn't be called humble. Sarah Brand would never wear such an expression. But this was as close as she probably ever came. Please, Mr. Malloy, find Alicia's killer, she begged him. She didn't wait for his reply, probably knowing he had none to give. Sarah wanted to go straight back home and lock herself in her bedroom and give vent to all the terrible emotions roiling inside of her. She wanted to weep and wail and rant against the injustices of the world, against the ruthless forces that snatched the good and the innocent and left the evil and the corrupt behind. She wanted to mourn Tom's death anew while she mourned sweet little Alicia for the first time. She wanted to announce to the gods how much she hated the way they ran the world. She wanted to tell them how things should really be. But Sarah didn't have time for such an indulgence at the moment. She had a patient to see. The officer in the foyer nodded politely when she came down the stairs and retrieved her medical bag, and he didn't stop her when she went down the hall to the cramped and cluttered rooms where the Higgins family lived. Someone had sent the older children outside, thank heavens, because Mrs. Higgins was nearly hysterical with fear and fury. "'Did you hear, Mrs. Brandt? Did they tell you?' she demanded tearfully, the instant Sarah entered her room. She lay in the plain iron bed, propped up on some bundles of rags that passed for pillows. That girl was murdered right here in my own house. We could have all been killed in our beds, and my dear little ones sleeping like angels. And who could protect them with Mr. Higgins not being able to see his hand in front of his face or just about? How are you feeling? Sarah asked solicitously, pulling up the only chair in the room a straight-backed chair with a hole in the caning. The Higginses saved their good furniture for the paying guests. How do you think I feel? There was a woman murdered in my house. The newborn babe lay on the bed beside his mother, fretting but not really crying yet. Sarah picked him up and unwrapped him carefully, lovingly. The sight of new life always awed her, this promise of tomorrow a promise she herself would never fulfill. Fortunately, the baby looked healthy enough, no sign of dehydration. But if Mrs. Higgins's milk dried up, he wouldn't do nearly as well as if she was able to feed him, and the Higginses probably couldn't afford canned milk either. While Sarah's main job was to get the baby safely delivered, she also took great pride in making sure they thrived afterwards, too. This is a terrible thing, I know, and you must be very upset, but try to remember that none of your family was harmed. Whatever happened, you and yours were spared.
and now you have a baby to think of. He needs you to be calm. As if to prove her point, the baby began to wail. Mrs. Higgins frowned, probably annoyed by having her diatribe interrupted, but she took the baby when Sarah handed him over and bared a swollen breast for him. This was her sixth child, after all, and she knew exactly what to do. He latched onto the engorged nipple greedily, but after a few minutes of avid sucking, he let go of it and wailed again. "'My milk won't let down,' Mrs. Higgins said, wailing, too. "'And is it any wonder? I'm beside myself.' "'There, now. Just relax. Lean back against the pillow, take some deep breaths, and let them out slowly. Close your eyes. That's right.' As Mrs. Higgins did as Sarah instructed, she also coaxed the now screaming baby to take the nipple again. After only a